Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. The other night, my husband and I were sitting on the couch, and I did what I usually do whenever a commercial comes on. I did not pay attention to it, and I grabbed my phone and opened Pinterest. I love Pinterest. It gives me a million bazillion ideas. Uh, Some of them I've done. Most of them I have not. I just think they're pretty to look at. I came across something that I thought was really interesting. Um, It was a quote by Robert Frost, and he said, never cut what you can untie. I shared this with my husband, and we both agreed it was pretty cool. And then I kind of got it stuck in my head. And for a few days, I kind of molded over, and I wasn't really sure if it would be a really good topic for ChirpCast. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that's kind of a biblical principle. Call me crazy. Here we go. So first off, uh, by no means am I a hoarder. If you want to hear about hoarding, go ahead and jump over to episode 9 of season 1 called Mental Hoarding. I'm not a hoarder, but I am a sucker for textiles. Ribbon, twine, tiny stretchy cords, you know, little things like that. Off tags, if it tied a bag or a gift, you name it, I will find a way to save it. And isn't it funny how we eventually find ourselves doing the things or saying things, perhaps, that we laughed about with our parents and at our grandparents for doing? One of these things for me would be arguing about keeping a box. Like, I legitimately just had a conversation about this with my brother-in-law, and we laughed about it. He had a box, and he asked his wife, is this a good box? Should we keep this? And I started laughing and I told him about my whole entire idea about how as we get older, we want to keep stupid things, but they just seem like they should serve a purpose somehow. I mean, it's a good box. So here's a personal story. So my husband recently got something in the mail and I mean, it was like a super cool box that he got this stuff in. I could care less what he got in the box. I just wanted the box. It had these little compartments and it was super sturdy and it was kind of flat. And I was so excited because it was kind of like a free gift with purchase, um, honestly. And I was planning on packing Christmas ornaments in it. So this was a few weeks ago. I was so excited about this stupid box. Well, the week passed. Garbage day was approaching. (laughs) You can see where this is going. (sighs) Bless his heart. My husband threw the box away. Ugh. I was too late. The garbage had already gone out. It was way gone. I was so sad. Like, I seriously probably could have cried. (laughs) And again, I'm not a hoarder, but I just hated to see something that was good go to waste. Literally. And this is why Mr. Frost, quote, stuck and kind of just struck a chord with me. So far too often we choose to waste perfectly good things. Maybe a button falls off of a shirt or we get a tear in something. So what do we do? Most people, especially now, throw it away. Get rid of it. Go buy another one. (laughs) We give it to a donation and we feel really good about ourselves for a minute. Who wants to sew anyways, right? Well, unfortunately, we treat people and relationships sometimes like cast off clothing. When we disagree or dislike somebody's opinion or decision, we kind of cut them off or even cut them out of our lives. Instead of trying to untie the situation and mend things. Now, granted, unhealthy relationships are best left in the rearview mirror, but that's not all what I'm talking about. Here's a question for you. Do you have someone or even several people 
who you really need to just make amends with. Like, instead of cutting them out of your life, you really should just deal with whatever it is that's the problem. (sighs) This is tough. And especially if the wound is deep. But is the relationship worth saving? I guess that's the question that oftentimes we don't even ask ourselves. We're just so quick to disagree and be angry with people that it's easier just to cut them out of our lives and not have to deal with it. So the principle of making amends is as old as the Bible, honestly, itself. And it's interesting that in Matthew, Jesus says in chapter 5, he's actually doing the famous Sermon on the Mount. And I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but he says that if you're coming to God, like if you're going to give your gift at the altar or you're going to even pray and talk with him, and then you remember that there is someone who has an issue with you, it's best to go and be reconciled with them and to go make amends and then come back and offer your gift to God. Now, To me, I find this kind of fascinating because it puts the response on the one who's going to God. I mean, how many times have we really started to pray about something and kind of just end up complaining about somebody else? (laughs) I'm sure I'm not the only one. God fixed this person because they're a lunatic, you know, or whatever. When we go to God, you know, it's kind of like... I guess it would be like me going to pray. And then God reminds me that a friend and I have had some sort of falling out, you know, maybe we're not talking anymore, or we're just kind of being really, I don't know, passive aggressive, I guess. And uh, neither of us is budging. Well, God is telling me, if he reminds me about it, and if it's something that he talks to me about, then it's my job to go and try to make amends as best as I can. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about living at peace with all men as far as you can, as far as it depends on you. You do your part. I'm not saying every relationship that has a problem is ever going to be restored. Unfortunately, we live in a fallen world and relationships just don't hold out often like they used to, I think, because we don't want to make amends. We don't want to say we're sorry. And maybe we're not even the one in the wrong, but it can be really difficult to make amends with people. I guess my question to myself sometimes is, am I going to try and untie the knot or do I just cut the string? Do I just cut my losses? (laughs) Well, my husband has been known to say, uh, keep short accounts. And this applies to both God and people, I think. Um, We quickly take care of issues that come up And when we do this, our hearts are so much lighter, like for real. You don't have that heaviness of that thing in the back of your mind that sort of pulls at your attention, you know? It's like you almost feel completely peaceful and then that thing kind of comes up again. Now, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I am not always the best at apologies. (laughs) I know, I know. I just seem so incredibly sweet, right? Well, my husband has been on the um, <laughs> the receiving end of my sort of non-apologies that I have given to him. He kind of actually pointed it out to me several years ago that oftentimes when we would disagree about something or I would get really harsh and I would say something that was just, it just kind of stung. 
instead of a, I would sit in the car. Like, honestly, this is what usually, this is the scenario. We're driving in the car. We've argued about something or disagreed about it, or he made a decision and I was not fully on board. And, you know, even though it was the right decision, I just wanted to be mad about it, of course. And we would be driving in the car and it would be really quiet for a while. You know, we would just sort of pretend like each other wasn't there. Um, Talk about awkward, right? And so we're driving in the car and I wouldn't even want to look at him. This is my apology. I'm sorry if what I said hurt your feelings. (laughs) That's not even an apology, right? That's like, (laughs) that's like super passive aggressive. I can't even, I can't even believe that that, I can, I can, I'm sorry. I can believe that that's what I would do because I've done it like my whole life. I don't want to say I'm sorry. I want to say I'm sorry that you couldn't handle what I said. (laughs) That's pretty much how it went. When we have an offense or when we have something that is a strained relationship, somehow it finds itself to come right up to the surface. And so we have to be able to make amends and keep short accounts. We want to have our hearts joyful and light, not heavy and burdened with things that we just pretend like the problem doesn't exist. So a few years ago, actually, um, I had a friend that because of some really, well, actually it was one um, choice that she had made and I, I just couldn't support her in friendship any longer. It was so painful because I actually told her that. I, I hugged her and I told her, I'm sorry, but I cannot support this decision that you're making. And it was so hurtful. And as I drove away from her, uh, I remember driving and I cried in the car because... First of all, I was young. This was lots and lots of years ago. But I didn't know how to handle this this tough situation. And I never even really went back to her and told her that I was sorry for the way that I had acted. Now, I felt like it was an unhealthy situation. And I kind of felt like I didn't want to be in the middle of that situation anymore. I didn't want to be between two people. And so for me, it was best to step away. I wish that I would have known to be more patient and understanding with her. And I guess now I just have to look back and say, you know, you can't win them all, right? Now I am much more mindful about keeping short accounts with others. Uh, If I'm hurt or I hurt someone, I try to be quick about solving the problem. Maybe this is wisdom that comes with age, you know, that would be awesome. (laughs) Um, I just wish that I had some of that wisdom, say, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So in three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. That's another fantastic quote by Robert Frost. Life goes on, you know, and we can enjoy the journey with great company or great contrition. And while I know that making amends or untying the knots aren't pleasant, they're not fun, it's not a comfortable situation, but you just never know what beautiful ribbon you'll find yourself holding. And sometimes that ribbon may be what holds you together when you're falling apart. Just a few things to think about today. Thanks for joining. I'm so happy that you were listening. Um, If you're enjoying ChirpCast, Please like, share, and follow me now on Instagram. I'm so excited. At ChirpCastAmy. I'll catch you next time. Have a great day. 